there. Welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me and a happy new year to everyone. If you haven't checked it out yet, I encourage you to listen to my new podcast series, American Prodigy, The Freddy Adu Story. Six episodes are out and there is one more main episode dropping this Tuesday, January 5th. Today's interview guest here is Ruben Kazan coach Leonid Slutsky, who went viral globally this week with his hysterical music video rendition of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. I swear you'll want to listen to this interview. Even if you've never heard of Leonid Slutsky, he is a fascinating story. We've had some great guests lately, including Beck Smith, Caleb Porter, and Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt. It would be huge for this podcast growth if you could subscribe, recommend us to your friends, and take just a little time to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Now, here's my interview with Landon Slutsky. Our guest now is, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating people in world soccer. Leonid Slutsky coached CSKA Moscow to the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals in 2010 and got them into the knockout rounds again two seasons later. He coached the Russian national team at Euro 2016. In 2017, he moved to England, spent several months in an English language immersion course, and coached Hull City in the English Championship that year. He moved on to Vitesse in the Netherlands, and he now coaches Ruben Kazan in the Russian Premier League. This week, he went viral globally with his fantastic video singing rendition of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Leonid Slutsky joins me now from where he is celebrating the new year in Voronezh region in Russia. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Grant. Thank you for... <laughs> It's after you introduce, it's impossible to finish our interview because I'm very proud and I'm feeling like big star, not only football and also pop star. You are a pop star at this point, and we have a lot to talk about with, with football, but I have to start with your music video, which has drawn attention around the world. Could you tell me how the idea came for you to star in your own Christmas music video? Uh, to be honest, Grant, this is not my idea. We have a very creative media department and they tried to use me in each activity. Yes, and they told me, okay, Leonid, we have uh, some opinions about our Christmas, Christmas hit and maybe special song. We have uh, some ideas how possible to to use this type of song, Mary Carey, uh, yes, and what you think about this. For me, it was first experience, especially in English language. It's very difficult. Sometimes I did plus minus rap or something else, but on Russian language. And for me, it was first uh, experience for in English language, and I... I didn't nervous because uh, it was uh, maybe five hours I spent in the sound studio and we I had a special teacher. It was not easy. Also, very difficult job. But nine, and right now, I'm a little bit disappointed because my football achievement is not important like my <laughs> singer. 
achievement. How would you feel if you were known in the United States as the coach who sings more than the coach who got to the Champions League quarterfinals? Yes, this is better information. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it was a joke, I understand, because it was not uh, like normal situation when coach tried to sing the song. And okay, I understand. Interest to me more like singer when for football coach. You're not a bad singer at all. You're you're a pretty good singer. Have you done a lot of karaoke over the years? To be honest, I like karaoke, but of course not professional level <laughs> and absolutely amateur level. And uh, some people think this is not good pronunciation. For example, my son, he told me he tried to be rapper, tried to be. Yes, I, I told him I already I don't I, I'm not rapper or song singer, but I already have a hit, yes, and almost half million vision. And you can do something to be like me. But he told me, Father, you have an unbelievable bad Russian accent. Oh, no, you don't. That's I harsh. Him, of course, because I'm Russian and I have a Russian accent. And for him, this is very easy because he studied in Cambridge school in Moscow. And of course, he doesn't have a Russian accent. But for me, because I started to learn English only three years ago, when I was 46, it was not easy to start to speak without accent. Nah, man, your English is, is solid, especially considering you only learned it in recent years. What is the response? Finally, it, it was idea our media department. We have a very creative guys and everyone participate uh, in, in this situation. And this is not like my achievement. This is more for our media department. No, I'll make sure they get credit. Um, what has the response been like to your video from around the world? And are you surprised by the amount of the response? Yes, it was a big surprise for me. I didn't expect this reaction and okay i can imagine maybe in england or in holland because i worked in this country maybe this is really popular because we know me but about an hour world this is really very big surprise for me <laughs> so i, I want to start by looking back at your your career and i had read that you played as a goalkeeper yourself and i read that you had to stop your playing career at a very young age uh, in your late teens due to an injury. And, and I read that the injury came after you fell out of a tree while rescuing a cat. I, is that true. true? True. What's the story? Okay, one day, many, many years ago, it's in my neighbors, which is girl, quite pretty girls, uh, knocked in my door and Ask me, oh, Leonid, please, it's my cat, move out of the flat and sit now on the tree. Can you help me, please? Because no chance to, to take him out. And I'm going on the tree, full down, broke my knee and finished career, nothing special goalkeeper. That's it. Wow. And, and you were, what age were you? I was uh, 18 years old in this time. I played in the second Russian league, not Russian, Soviet Union league in this time. And like I thought, I, I had a big perspective, but finally, okay, stop career, stop career, nothing 
special goalkeeper and maybe start career, not bad coach. So you start your coaching career at an early age as a result. How would you describe your style of coaching as it developed over the years? Oh, it was just very difficult and very interesting story because I started to work coach when I was 22 with boys in the Russian uh, like children's school. And uh, of course, I didn't have a lot of information because in which time we didn't have internet or it was Soviet Union time. On, only broke Soviet Union, start only Russia. And I tried to receive all information. And of course, I watched all games, World Cups. And uh, maybe when I was 23 or 24, I received a very interesting VHS cassette, if you remember. This type of this type of video, and of course, I try to use a lot of information and very serious influence on my developing. Uh, had uh, some coaches, it's like Ariga Saki, Michel Hidalgo, Carlos Bilarda. I try to learn a lot of information, try to understand modern principles of football. But I had a very good platform because. It was a not a lot of it was not a lot of risk when you are working with children. Okay, mistake, mistake, not not responsibility like in Champions League or national team. And I developed my career. And after I worked with children seven years, after which I worked <clears throat> with a second team in some clubs in Russian Premier League. And since 2005, I started to work with uh, Russian Premier League club. I was maybe the youngest coach, because I started to work in Premier League when I was 34. And getting to the quarterfinals of the Champions League and that season, was, you were finally eliminated by Jose Mourinho's team, as Inter, as they went on to win the championship. Did that change how you were viewed inside Russia and outside Russia? Oh, this is an interesting question, because... Uh, after what a final Champions League, and we we won a lot of titles in CSK, uh, seven titles. We were three times champions for the last four years since <clears throat> 2013 to 2016. We didn't have a big budget. May, maybe CSK stayed in the seven or eight position. And one day I thought. Okay, Russia, of course, very interesting. I am very proud for my work, especially in CSK. But I want to try change my life and maybe try to another experience, receive another experience, uh, maybe know another culture, another people. It was not easy because I didn't know English. And first six months, I tried to learn English in the special. Rivers Down School, maybe the best linguistic school in the world. Maybe not in the world, but all 100% in England. And after this, I tried to receive some offer or one offer to continue to work in England. I had a lot of interviews with Premier League clubs and champions and championship clubs, but uh, because nobody knows how is Russian coaches can work outside, because I was first. And of course, it was not easy for owners try to give this type of responsible for foreign coaches, especially from Russia. And uh, I'm very thankful for Ehap Alam, which is owner of Hull City. He, he 
brings me offer about head coach of the Hull City. It was a very difficult time, maybe the most difficult time in my life because in one month we changed team three times. And if you if you watched, I think you watched Sunderland Till I Die. Yes. Netflix. Yes. yes. It's it's it first season, it was the same time when I worked in Hull City. And you understand how it was difficult. Sunderland relegated from Premier Leagues and like directly yeah. move in the League One. We had completely the same situation, maybe worse, because we lost more than 25 players. And uh, finally, we had a new team after five games, because uh, three years ago, it was open transfer window in this time in England. And for me, it was very difficult, uh, very strange, but very nice experience. Uh, Yes, and after this, I received the offer from Vitesse. Also, completely different culture, completely different principles. If in championship you make a three or four short passes, all supporters start to like bully, like boo. <laughs> yes, and you have to use long pass. Uh, in Holland, completely different situation. If you try to use a long pass, also booting, but from another side, because <laughs> you have to play only like Ajax, only short passes, only position attack. And for me, it was really very interesting time. In Hull City, I worked and I gave a very big chance for developing Jared Bowen, now mm -hmm. West Ham players. And in Vitesse, I tried to reanimate it, career Martin Odegaard who is now a Real Madrid player. And we have a very good contact. And really, this is very big, like adventure and experience and everything. When you try to work with the players who is right now play or in English Premier League or in Real Madrid. It's interesting to me, you talk about the adventure you've had. Most Russian players and coaches have stayed in Russia or Eastern Europe. And, and not many at all have, have gone to Western Europe like you did. Only me, like I know. <laughs> Why were you different? Oh, this is a very difficult question, but uh, I am always, uh, like, my opinion depends on my feeling, feeling inside. And I, I felt I tried to use something new. For me, this is very important. Of course, when I uh, when a lot of people ask me why you worked in CSK almost each year, you played in Champions League and tried to fight for the title in Russia. But for me, it was completely new feeling, like adventure. And adventure which is always positive moment. You you don't you can't have a negative adventure. Adventure which is always adventure. And my felt was okay. I have to try. If I didn't try, I understood. If I stay maybe one more season in Russia, no chance to learn English, try to change your mentality. This is, it was a very difficult time. And I tried to use my last chance because I was not young in this time. This episode is brought to you by a streaming service I use that I love. It's called Fanatis with a Z and you can watch all the action in Spain's La Liga and other international leagues and tournaments live and on demand from your favorite device, whether it's a mobile phone, tablet, or directly on your TV with the Fanatis app. 
You can also watch the top leagues from France, Brazil, and Argentina, as well as the Copa Libertadores. This weekend, you can see the famous Argentine rivalry of Boca Juniors versus River Plate on Saturday night. Fanatis features channels you know, like BN Sports in English and Spanish, Gold TV, and many more. And it costs as little as $7.99 a month. If you'd like to try Fanatis for yourself, you can get a free week-long trial by clicking on the link in this episode's description or going to fntz.co slash grant fz. One more time, that's fntz.co slash grant fz. Thank you very much to Fanatis for sponsoring this episode. Fanatis, the world's largest stadium. So I, I do want to go back to your England experience a little bit. Uh, you mentioned that you spent several months at the Rivers Down Live-In Language School. You became fluent in English. And I read that also you ended up living in the the Chelsea Hotel next to Stamford Bridge and that you had gotten to know Roman Abramovich, the, the owner of Chelsea. I, he's a very interesting person. What is he like? Oh, everyone asked me about Mr. Abramovich because he never make an interview. <laughs> uh, um, he's really very big person because for me, he, he was changing all football world because Chelsea, it was first, they're really the biggest club in Europe. It's completely different level of a salary, of ambition. I think now each player in the world can be very thankful and grateful to Mr. Abramovich because he completely changed contracts to the players, uh, like uh, all systems, training camp, uh, developing medical department and others. And it was, I think, the biggest, first biggest football empire in, in the world. And he he very deep involved in each process inside the Chelsea, especially first time he participated in each training session. He spoke with coaches every day and he involved very deep in each process. And very important because I know some very rich guys and difference between another people and Mr. Abramovich, he can listen. This is mm-hmm. very because usually we have only his opinion, which is immediately the same right opinion. Yes, this is <laughs> the same right opinion and his opinion for the rich guy. But Mr. Abramovich completely different. He asked everyone what you think, what try to do better. And uh, before I started to participate in Chelsea and lived in Chelsea. I knew him maybe five years ago and he asked me maybe try to watch some players for the Chelsea on or when we played in Champions League, he asked my opinion about some players. Yes, and we had a very good contact and for me, he's man who's really changing and changing modern football. Another question I have is there's an, the most interesting or most powerful woman in world football is also Russian, also at Chelsea, Marina Granovskaya, also doesn't give interviews. I've tried. No what, chance. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you learn about her? Uh, this is Iron Lady. Uh, 
top level of education, top level, it's like, uh, I don't know, science, knowledge, uh, she's uh, like lawyer, professional, over top level, very, very fast, try to learn everything, try to understand all process. And now she's maybe one of the best manager in the world. And of course, I also know her very well and we have a very good contact. And really, like um, right now, all process inside Chelsea, this is Marina boss. Of course, Mr. Abramovich was his owner, but each decision for day by day, this is Marina. I'm curious to know if you have watched much American soccer. How do you view American soccer and major league soccer? I think uh, right now you have a very good football, which is not only about MLS, because some players, when I worked with, I worked with Alexander Butner, Michael van der Werf, Guram Kashe, who is playing right now in MLS. And I watched some games. Now we bought um, uh, Juan Inbom, also from MLS. Now this is Rubin Kazan player. And I think you have uh, some very good coaches in the world and uh, uh, right now MLS I think maybe the most perspective league in the world for the future of course you have a completely different system for scouting uh, for transfers like always you have a special way you don't have uh, authorities in the world <laughs> in each question which is normal situation but I think you have a fantastic perspective and really sometimes for example russian football we have a very deep tradition but not really very big interest from the supporters and for me fantastic uh, your achievement when mls started more popular you automatically have a full stadium yes for me how are you doing chris i don't know please Tell me secret. It's uh, how is possible. I understand if I'm talking about basketball or baseball or American football. Yes, I understand. Or ice hockey. But how is possible in football? You are a fantastic nation. And of course, you are marketing number one in the world. And of course, in this situation, when you try to develop in football, you will have a good football players, good coaches and good teams. Do you, You're back in Russia, obviously, now with Ruben Kazan. Do you have any interest in another adventure in the United States if, to coach here someday? Yes, it's because, uh, of course, I had a very interesting experience in England and in Holland. And I think United States and MLS League also maybe the most developing league in the world. And I'm sure in five years you will be like English Premier League. Maybe very difficult to understand right now, but I'm sure because I've been sometimes in United States and I know how your marketing is working and uh, how it's possible to do. Right now, for me, maybe the biggest problem for MLS club, very big difference inside the club because you can have uh, some fantastic players in the team and in the same team, not good players. And the biggest problem right now for me is very big difference between players inside one team. In Russia, for example, or in England, which is impossible. Yes, you can have uh, some stars, but average level quite high and stability i think if you if you decide which type of problem 
automatically top level. And a question for you, you're back at Ruben Kazan. You guys are in ninth place right now. You have a long winter break. Uh, I don't think you play a league game again until February 27th. How difficult is that? Uh, which is not difficult because I use it. <laughs> uh, with this typical situation, Russian winter, which is difficult, quite difficult right now. For example, I was in Siberia and I had a special trip for eight last days and average temperature minus 25. Ah. Yes. And <laughs> like you understand, it's very difficult to play in football in this type of weather. <laughs> and usually we have a one month break. We have a break till 12th of January. After which we have a pre-season because if European clubs, we have a long time pre-season in the summertime, we have in the winter time. And we had, uh, we will have a pre-season one month. And after, since end of February, we continue to start Russian league. We will play another 11 games and we will finish championship like everyone in the middle of May. My last question for you is is about your, your new music career. Are you going to do another music video sometime for us? <laughs> no, I think I stopped my music career because, you know, it's a very important uh, finish in the right time. Yes, on the top <laughs> level. Yes, it's a, okay, have a one fantastic hit. This is enough for me. <laughs> Leonid Slutsky is the coach of Ruben Kazan in the Russian Premier League. You should check out his viral hit rendition of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Happy New Year, my friend, and thank you Happy so much year. for coming thank on you, the Grant. show. Thank you. Keep in touch. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'd like to thank Leonid Slutsky as well as producer Chris Whittingham. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs>